0: Why are we so obsessed with serial killers? Why do men want to be them, and women want to be with them? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people who love to have fun thinking deeply. I am your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, Killer thinker. And with me, as always, is my serially stupendous co host.
1: Nathan Clark's an actor, author, filmmaker, and person who has occasionally wondered if he is void of empathy.
0: <laughs> I don't exactly know how to tell you this, but. You don't have to wonder. <laughs> we can tell you. Anytime you want. Oh, yeah, well, that's oh, that's not good. Um, you know, a lot of your uh, descriptions for yourself are starting with "person who." Person who. Yeah. <laughs> you can't turn it into one one thing. I know. I don't want to
1: say like sociopath. Sociopath. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but no, I still care about people. But I was telling my friend today, I care about people, but like in the abstract, where <laughs> I don't want to like you know actually engage with them. I want to sit alone in my room and love them from a. So you're an ethical psychopath. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> it's okay. I respect that. <laughs> um, you just have to act like you care about me. Okay. That's, good, all, good, I good, That's yes. all I get. Yeah. Cool. Well, anyway, now we'll move on to the actual talking about the topic, which is today we are discussing why we all love serial killers so much. But first, Nathan, resident ethical psychopath. Um, <laughs> if people enjoy this discussion and want to engage more with our content and meet overthinkers like themselves, where can they go?
1: They can go to the theoverthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts and send us all of their love and hate mail. We love getting all of it. Don't worry, so just... Whatever reaction you have, send it along and uh, we will read it. I can't promise we'll do anything about it, but we <laughs> we will read it and you are entitled to do that. We will read it in the abstract. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we'll love you in the abstract. Um, you can also go to our uh, community page on Facebook. It's a private group called The Overthinkers. And we have thousands and thousands of overthinkers, just like yourself, posting memes, getting into great discussions and having fun talking about all the things we talk about here. We'd love to have you there. And if you do enjoy the show, please consider leaving a review and share with a friend. Awesome. Oh, also, we have an event coming up. Oh, that's right. Yes. November 17th at the a House, we are doing a overthinkers uh, a mixer where we're we're drinking sparkly drinks non-alcoholic don't worry christians <laughs> and uh milling around and we're gonna have some artists do um some showcases throughout the night so we'd love to see you there it's here in new york city it's gonna be a blast and uh come and check it out we're gonna be posting very soon i keep on promising this on the um uh, overthinkers facebook group, on the overthinkers facebook group. And, and over uh, yeah, yeah and the
0: the, the overthinkers journal.com so make sure to check it out awesome Cool. Well, now that we have got that settled, ready to start the discussion? Let's do it. Fantastic. People are obsessed with serial killers. I don't think anyone would argue with that. From frightening and magnetic depictions of real-life killers in TV shows like Netflix's Mindhunter and Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, one of the worst titles I've ever heard (laughs) in my life, but which, according to Discussing Film, has become Netflix's second most-watched English-language series of all time to horrifying and charismatic fictional killers like Hannibal Lecter, Jigsaw, and Joker, all of which have become icons of multi-million dollar movie franchises, to the entire genre of true crime podcasts and documentaries built around understanding how serial killers, that is, people who kill multiple people in serial fashion, think and operate. Even more shocking is the number of women who openly confess to falling in love with serial killers, sending them love letters, and proposing marriage to them while in prison. So what is it about our love affair with serial killers? The Psychology Today piece, Why We Are Fascinated by Serial Killers, proposes that we are fascinated by serial killers out of an evolved instinct to study and understand threats. And yet, as the Yahoo piece of the same name points out, we are far more likely to be killed by car crashes and heart disease. But we don't see the same explosions of movies and podcasts around those topics. In the Atlantic article, The Grizzly American Appeal of Serial Killers, criminologist Dr. Robert Bonn, author of the book, Why We Love Serial Killers, suggested that the appeal of serial killers is the fact that the darkness in these people gives us a chance to explore the darkness in ourselves. Mm. Nathan, why do you think we're obsessed with serial killers? And is this a harmless attraction or a potentially harmful one? Okay,
1: well, I have a complicated
0: relationship with
1: the serial killers, especially the ones portrayed on screen, because (laughs) as of late, uh, the auditions that I get offered... (laughs) are almost exclusively terrible people and most recently the role i the the most recent role i booked was an actual historic serial uh killer and assaulter <laughs> so <laughs> yes apparently i have the face that yep. just looks like that kind of person that face that face that dangerous face um so you know a part of me makes my money off of this my very first movie i ever did i, I was in the purge playing a serial killer mm. and so uh so i have to make sure i don't allow my bias for wanting to pay rent to come in here that's <laughs> apparently my type uh, but this is a great question in one that man it's weird right like yeah. it's just everywhere you go like almost every year there is some new documentary there's some new tv show dramatized um iteration of some new movie featuring mm-hmm. serial killers and it's interesting they. This is enough of a market, enough of a draw that this continually brings in millions of viewers. So, and even more interesting than that, you pointed it out, but mm-hmm. is when you actually look into this in actual serial killers' lives, how many people loved them, like yeah. really loved and were obsessed with them to the point where they were, like you said, uh, propositioning them for marriage. And some people did marry them. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that Charles Manson got married in prison to one of his fans. And uh, they wrote love letters. And so it's really interesting phenomenon and I'm not even entirely sure why it happens, but we'll figure it out today. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Um, but on the question of, is this harmful or is this good? You know, in the last episode we spent some time about engaging with the things that are scary. In the past couple of episodes, we've talked yeah. about this, engaging with scary or dark things as a way to understand and overcome them, hmm. to control them. And, and I think that's a really valid, um, point we made. I will yeah. pat ourselves on the back.
0: Um, you can are so smart. Yeah, we're
1: so <laughs> smart. I am too smart. I am too smart. Esta Marty. But I do think this is the podcast in which I will, I might not change my tune, but I will talk about the other side a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. The, the where it can go too far. Where, you know, engaging with dark things can actually be detrimental sure. and yeah. damaging. And I think if I see, you know, even in my lifetime, let's talk because we, you know, we the, the girls get called out because they, you know, obsess over the Jeffrey Dahmer portrayal right. by um, by what's his name with his abs and such. But, but you know, uh, even we talk about Zac Efron, or, or... <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's amazing that you have to ask to which, which one. Which one yeah. <laughs> well, if, Evan, Evan Peters. Peters, Evan Peters, yeah. Interesting enough, Evan Peters uh, launched to fame after his portrayal of a, a mass shooter oh, um, in right. one of his first shows that girls were crushing on. Wow. And so this is a really interesting phenomenon. Um, right. But, but we, we'd be giving a lot of grief to the girls. Yes. Saying, yeah. Oh, but uh, to the boys, you know, I grew up and The Dark Knight was the biggest movie oh, yeah. ever. Like, I mean, every single guy and girl I knew loved The Dark Knight. It's a beautiful yeah. portrayal of superheroism oh, and filmmaking. It was amazing. What worried me and more now as I look back and even recently with The Joker and such coming out was the idolization and uh, praise even of not the hero, not Batman, yeah. but the Joker, who is essentially a serial killer in yeah. in, uh, in in literally, foremost, yes. yeah, yeah. Actually, he literally is a serial killer in this comic book world, yeah. and so you see obsessions on from everyone on yeah. every side. Women
0: want to marry them, and men want to be them. <laughs> yeah, which is not a
1: good thing. And that's I, and I do think this is a concerning thing. I was the first one to say I like scary movies. I didn't like movies about. Serial killers, when it is about someone triumphing over the evil ah, yes. of a serial killer, um, th- those are the movies I like. But I don't like ones that glorify it, and I feel that, weirdly enough, um, of course they're going to say, "No, we're not glorifying it. We're just." Yeah. But you watch movies like uh, extremely wicked and shockingly evil, and you watch yeah. shows like the new Dahmer. And it seems to me, you know, some of these shots that they're casting these young hunks who yep. are supposed to be really handsome and who we, we already know they're really handsome from the other roles they play and, and uh, the way people talk about them. Yep. And they're casting these guys for a reason. Yeah. And I think that is a a wrong thing to do. Yep. And I and I worry, and I'm just going to talk to the service worry right now. Sure, we'll sure. dive a little more into it. But I do think that it's detrimental when we start celebrating and even fantasizing about evil figures i'm someone who's kind of old-fashioned in the way that i think we ought to look up to and praise heroes that little boys should see superheroes and want to be the good guy because they save the world they do the good things they make the sacrifices and i think it's a it probably is indicative of a scary time or a scary element of humanity when we start praising and casting our our hunks not in the hero role but in the real
0: life villain roles Right. No, I think, I think you make an interesting point. You watch these movies and, you know, there, there are different tricks in filmmaking. And I know filmmaking better than, you know, as, as, as my preferred medium to talk about. So I I'm speaking about this, but, you know, there are different tricks in filmmaking to show the person as, as admirable or, or desirable. And, you know, uh, having the camera um, from down looking up at them is one mm. way. And you see a lot of shots like that. Of course, of course, like you say, like making sure they're handsome, that they're good looking, because we, you know, tend to look at and and uh, portray um, and admire people who are good looking. You know, we when you show people, um, you know, and their accomplishments and doing things like that, you know, like there's how how smart they, are. we like a lot of these things emphasize how smart they are, how successful they are, things like that. They're they emphasizing those aspects of them definitely. So you can say, oh, we're just we're just we're just portraying evil and trying to understand it. But there's a lot of tricks that they sort of use to focus on, you know, focusing on how sexy they are, focusing on how competent they are, focusing yeah. on how um, how uh, th- th- they tend to focus on those elements of it, which is concerning. And again, I sort of it, it, my curiosity is sort of why, because, you know, the um, because, you know, mostly people, again, these people are murderers that kill people and nobody would assent sense saying that they're good people. Like, I don't know anybody. Yeah, no one's going to say, yeah, these are good guys. Nobody's going to say that. And yet, we're fascinated by them and we want to talk about them. And I think that, and, and we want to portray them in this way that's um, sort of in a glorifying way, And manner. even kind of lust after them. And lust after them. Want to be like them. Oh, ube do, ube. I want to be like them. Yeah, and, and that's, so I think, so there's, there's certainly the first aspect of it that people talk about, which is that we watch them and we're fascinated with them and we're obsessed with them because we want to understand them because we want to protect ourselves from them. And I think there's, you know, people have said, okay, but that can't be all it is because we're more likely to be killed by a heart attack than are by a serial killer. But I, but, but there is, but here's where I think that that the reason is there is a self-protection aspect of it. And it's the fact that serial for, you know, speaking of another serial killer, um, you have Joker, you know, who said that, you know, for heart attacks and car accidents, those are still part of the plan, you know, where it's like, if, It doesn't, um, we understand why car crashes happen and why heart attacks happen. And we feel like we have some control over that. It's like, okay, you know, if you drive a certain way, you know, we, if we, and, and if we eat certain way or whatever, we can control that. The thing about a serial killer is it does sort of defy the things that we um, put in place to protect ourselves and make ourselves feel safe. Because again, it's not somebody that's doing what they're doing because they grew up poor, you know? It's not someone who's doing what they're doing because they, um, you know, uh, be, if there's it feels like if a serial killer is doing what they're doing, they're doing it because they choose to be evil and they're really good at it and they can do it for a really long time. And so all the and things- we wonder why. And we wonder why because all the methods that we have for controlling and explaining away why people do bad things don't apply to them. And so I think that there is that mystery with serial killers that doesn't exist with other things in the world. But the other aspect of it is there is a self protection aspect, but I actually think that there is for serial killers an element of admiration that we have yes, for them. I do. Too. There's an admiration because, so um, Dr. Bond, who we talked about earlier, we also talked about in the Why are, Where do Serial Killers Come from episode that we did, which you should definitely watch, I think, or listen to. I think that that's a really good episode, if I do so myself. But he said that people ask about what makes serial killers. And he said it's not really the right question, isn't what makes a serial killer? the thing is serial killers aren't made. The rest of us are unmade because we start out, every human starts out with the capacity to kill, but we're socialized out of that and to accept sort of the rules of society to play by the rules of society. It's not that we would all choose to be killing all the time. We all have the capacity to kill and we're socialized into not doing that at all. or only doing that in some contexts. And the thing is what serial killers do is they actually say, I don't actually care what society tells me to do. Mm. I'm going to do what I want to do anyway, and I'm going to be good at it. Oh, you're dangerous, Maverick. And I'm going to be so good at it that I can get away with it for a very long time. So we watch someone who does something
1: entirely selfish yeah. with no regard for anything that's almost appealing to our selfish side.
0: Because look at them, they got we what they want. feel very controlled by society.
1: Yeah. and we I can- took my point.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, we we just think so much alike yeah, um yeah we feel very controlled by society and so somebody who says i actually am going to live my authentic self which was what we say we all want to do but um and we say you know maybe the killing is going too far but there's a lot that i actually would like to learn from him about how to be so i can be my authentic self
1: yeah we we've talked about this again in reference to the joker which is a fictionalized, maybe fantastical view of a serial killer, of a, a psychopath. Um, but one of the reasons we've talked about why this appeals to young men, especially now, is because there's a lot of young men right now who feel very disenfranchised by the world.
0: Off the
1: and I think there's this other element to it because I, I always wonder. Well, yeah, but why did they go to the Joker? Because Batman is right there. He's powerful, <laughs> yes. he's rich, he's handsome, he's interesting, he's yes. capable, he's confident, he wins. Yeah. You know, and so I'm always wondering why did they skip over and why very often they skip over Batman and go straight for the Joker. And I think it's this. I think that, you know, we talked about anti-heroes in an old episode. Yeah. Um, but I think there's this there's this kind of distrust about the hero figure. Hmm. Um, there, there's, I think we see people positioning themselves and marketing themselves as heroes constantly, right? We see the yeah. people posting online, well, I did this and that, and I helped save. You find out actually that they spend most of the funds on buying mansions yeah. or you uh, know, yeah. funneling to, to their friends and they did just enough to post online to make it look like they were hero. Or you see politicians who position themselves. I'm a hero. I'm going to save the world, and then you watch as the world crumbles. Yeah. Or maybe it's even someone in your life. You know, we look at the st- statistics about abuse or marriage yep. or or parenting, and we see. You know, I was led to believe that my my father, my mother was a hero, and I grew up and realized that actually they really harmed me. Yeah. And so we have this now because of society, because of marriages, because of all these different things, politics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, we have this deep distrust of anything that presents itself as a hero
0: hero.
1: this wasn't always the case by the way you know there there was a time in which heroes were really really popular i I know that marvel is still popular um (laughs) but i do think that there's a a a lessened trust in heroes you know that even gone are the days when a figure like superman is believable because we're all going yeah, but there's something underneath it that isn't right, and yeah. then we have movies like The Boys and or show like The Boys and Unbreakable, which basically says all the people who look good and are heroes are actually evil. Mm. And so I think we have deep distrust of heroes, yeah. anyone good. Yet we still have this need in an uncertain world, this chaotic that we can never, especially in the past couple of years, with all the politics, with all the yeah. things, and with all of the you know a pandemic, we feel so out of control in this society. And so I think there's a desire for, to look up to and to become like someone who controls their own world, who has power over themselves and who has power over their world around them. But we don't trust heroes. And so all that's left is standing right there, villains and who are the real life villains? Mm. They're psychopaths. And so we see in psychopaths or in serial killers, we see that, um, We see a person who, like you pointed out, has totally decided to have complete power over their world, regardless of what is going on, regardless of what is expected, what is told of them. They took ownership of their world and did exactly what they wanted. And I think that is the fantasy about serial killers. And I think that is why women are attracted to them. It's being attracted to the bad boy. He doesn't care what society says. He doesn't care what other people do. He's going to do what he wants. And And that's attractive element is attractive yeah. to women who, who kind of glorify and wish to be with these kind of yeah. guys. It is an attractive element to young men who say, I want to be, I want to, I want to care that little, little. And, and I want to be able to act that confidently yeah. and do what I want in the world because the world's chaotic and I want to have control over it. Or at least I don't want to have control
0: over me. Exactly. That's the thing is that these people don't have, they, you, these society doesn't have control over my heart and mind. Yes. Is it, and the thing is, somebody who is able to do the worst possible thing, the thing that's most disapproved of in society, is the person most capable of not caring what other people think of them. Yeah. Or what society or what dictates they should do. Exactly. Um, and, and that is, and you have to admit that, that is an admirable quality, actually, to be able to do what you actually believe. Believe. Yeah. And, not, and you know, Nietzsche talked about this. He talked we're, about, not, we're not supporting way, we're serial not killers. We're not supporting serial killers. Yes, <laughs> you're still doing the wrong thing. I think we just got canceled. <laughs> Darn it. We, made, we had a good run. <laughs> we had a good run. I will I, I, I enjoy Overthinkers it. support <laughs> and <laughs> promote serial yeah. killer I mean, worship. You know, I mean, you know you know that like eventually if we got big enough, that would – Yeah, this will come back and bite us. Yes.
1: Listen, everyone chill out. We're, we're just no, no, talking. Again, the first. This
0: is act one where we set up the problem. Yes, like, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um. But uh, you know, I think there's there's an interesting there's an Atlantic article that talks about like you know, um, um, are are jerks more successful?
1: And it's ah. very interesting
0: and and one of the things that you, you've heard me quote this before, but one of the things that's fascinating is that they showed this study, which is uh, that the um, where well, they did an experiment and found that basically you could um, basically you had somebody steal something, you know, uh, steal something from in an office, um, but if they stole it for themselves or for um, somebody else people thought that they were jerks but if they stole it for you then you thought that they were a leader <laughs> oh, wow and so and one of the things and i i know this is this is controversial but when i remember one of the and this sort of gets into the the you know um, women liking serial killers aspect of it um i remember you know whatever i'm this is i'm not giving my thoughts on this controversy don't at me um <laughs> he's just stating the facts, <laughs> the facts people yes, that um during the will smith slap controversy oh boy we're waiting <laughs> with, Deep waters here i noticed that all of the women that i knew online who were most us uh, who most loudly spoke out against toxic masculinity were the biggest supporters of will smith's actions anecdotal evidence anecdotal evidence don't
1: at me this is all him <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> and i remember seeing and for me that was a lot of that was just another aspect of this trend of what I just talked about with the seeing person as a jerk or as a a leader, which is that um, we actually don't mind it when people do bad things most of the time, as long as they're doing it to other people. And for
1: us. And and for us. And so with the Will Smith thing, I think what happens, a lot of people want to be with someone or would like imagine they would be with someone who would, if they were slighted or attacked or whatever, yes. you know, the reason was they would stand up and go hit someone, right?
0: No, this is they a don't person- want other people to hit and or hit them, but they want someone to hit for them. Exactly. Which you you should you should want to be with somebody who can defend you is who can and is willing to defend you, and um and that's and then you get sort of so the serial killer thing. A lot of times, it's interesting these a lot of the data on like women who love serial killers, you know, there's, there's, um, the, the what was it? There's, tough, there's a couple articles on it. Hold on. I want to make sure I'm getting them to getting them right. But, um, Oh, well, oh, whatever. Uh, yeah. psychology day. Why do women fall for serial killers and women who love serial killers? You can look those up. But one of the things they talk, they talk about women thinking, okay, I can change this person. Mm. Believe me, can change this person and thinking, Oh, you know, it's really society's fault that they're like this. Channel that power into something
1: that will benefit them. And
0: that's the thing is they see when they see someone, they see someone someone who is powerful enough to protect and defend them and provide for them, and they say, But I have the ability to get them to channel it in my favor and maybe reform them so that they get rid of their excesses. But that ability to be strong and capable of defending yourself against the evil in society or the unfairness of society or, or not be controlled by society is attractive to people if you can imagine that it is you know, channeled in the right direction, which is why again you have the Dark Knight, which does the Joker as a villain, but a kind of a a a one that makes a lot of good points, to the Joker, where all of the people he kills are people who kind of deserve it. Mm. And one of the things they make sure that you really feel like they do deserve it before he kills them. Interesting. And so it's again, it's you know, Wall Street frat boy types. It's, yeah. you know, um, it's, it's the, 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 talk show host who's really kind of mean spirit. It's the abusive mom. Like it's, all, it's the, you know, Thomas Wayne, the evil rich guy running for mayor. It's all people who kind of, and that's, again, another thing that, you know, people who, a lot of these fantasies about uh, serial killers, and again, a lot of the women who say they fall in love with serial killers, they would say that, you know, this person is railroaded. So, and society is the reason that they got like this. So it's not really you him actually, that's evil. It's actually society that's evil.
1: Even their evilness, you have something else to blame it on. Exactly. There's a, you know, you, you recommended a book. Again, this book is not for kids, but it is yeah. incredibly interesting about the human condition, our desires, what we want and why we want things. It's specifically around sexuality. The book is called A Billion Wicked Thoughts. And it's two engineers, scientists, you know, psych, psych guys who looked at human behavior, especially on the internet. Yeah. And um, and and through literature and what people are drawn to. And they they found that very often there was this attraction to specifically towards uh, men uh, protagonists, towards them being monsters and the the reader or the watcher, um, the main character being able to tame that monster for them it's, it's the beauty and the beast right yeah. and so there's a monster he, he's even kind of evil he, he locks women up in in towers yeah. and he he is murderous and angry you know it's funny it's in a disney movie but it's really true <laughs> yeah. but she doesn't get rid of his strength but she's able to make um it work for her so he yeah. protects her so it's this kind of fantasy of i can take this monster a la jeffrey dahmer yeah. and make and I'm attracted to his strength, but I can tame it for me. And I think even Jordan Peterson talks about... Yes. Uh, you say it. Well, well so I, I, <laughs> talked, I talked about exactly what you said. Well, the, the, I want a monster. Oh,
0: yeah, yes, yes. Jordan Peterson, who I know a lot of our viewers are fans of, um, talked about the fact that... And probably a lot who aren't. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we're,
1: we're on the fence. We're right in
0: between <laughs> both of you. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so that nobody can get mad at us. <laughs> but no, is that um, he said, you know, men should be... Um, not a harmless person, but um, a monster who can um, can use his power for good, and that, that's what women are looking for, and that's what men should be like. That was his sort of his um, be a monster, but a good one, a good monster, exactly. You know, which um, and I think that that's what's what's interesting
1: there. Whether you think that's true or not, that is true about uh, in that well, was a psychological statement yes, he was making.
0: Exactly, that's a psychological statement about what people are desiring, what they're looking for. Um, What's interesting, and you, this is an excellent point that you make, which is that um, that uh, this is and this is sort of a way that um, men and women are sort of dealing with their fears. We've had this talking about before about like why you know they, um, why we like to be scared and sort of why men tend to like horror movies, women look like true crime a little bit more. One of the things is that men are looking at a world that has serial killers, and they say that. The way to handle this world is to be capable of committing violence mm. you know and you know, again you see even in the stories again like that we love like you know that that's are about um you know people stopping serial killers what does it take to stop a serial killer it takes a batman it takes somebody like what is that's you know batman Who has a phrase it's a
1: monster in a way
0: yes i mean he literally dresses up as like a vampire bat yeah in order to strike fear in the hearts of his enemies um, because and that's a phrase from The Dark Knight is I see now what I have to become to stop men like him. A dark night. A dark night. And so men see the the world of monsters, and say I have to become a little bit of a monster myself, and so they actually look at and that's what Batman learned from the Joker how to become a little bit more of a monster in order to beat him. And if the thing is, on the other hand, women can't become as capable of killing as the Jeffrey Dahmers of the world, but what they can maybe do is reform the Dom, Jeffrey Dahmers of the world with their love. That's their way of exercising control over a scary world where there are people like that in the world.
1: They can control the monster for their own benefit. Right. That, that's really interesting. I'm going to actually take issue with Mr. Peterson. Please do. Um, and I'm going to say this because I, I am, as you know, everyone, we are people of faith. Yes. Um, I follow Jesus. All right, sue me. All uh, right, I like Jesus. Uh. <laughs> Jesus just right with me. Jesus but it's interesting, if I was, if I believed that the world just uh, was entirely material, that there's no uh, spiritual yeah. realm, I probably would fall in line with Jordan uh, Peterson's idea of become a monster. Because that's, that's the only way to exist in a harsh world, right? right. To, to overcome it or to try to convince other people to overcome it for you, whatever it might be. And, but I, I think that Jesus gave us another way. Uh-huh. And so I, I think if you want the answer to people not idealizing serial killers. And Uh and real quick, before we wrap up, I do want to talk about the danger and what will happen if we do this too much. But I do want to say that (laughs) I'm trying not to be that Christian where I just solve everything by saying, follow Jesus.
0: But, but,
1: but but listen, Jesus gave this picture, right? That was, that was different than anything we've ever seen of of a person, of, of a man. And so I'd say to me, Jesus is more compelling. The reason I don't, um, even though I am frustrated by the world, yeah. even though I have inclinations that would make me um, like and want to be someone who who rules over the world, doesn't care what people think. yeah. Jesus gave us another picture of a man that doesn't look like the pictures that so many people are going towards, be it the Joker, be it yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. Jesus gave a picture of strength. One, I want to say that. A lot of depictions of him, both in media yeah. and by people, say he's not strong. Jesus is strong. And he was strong. He was confident. He knew what he needed to say. And he didn't actually care what yeah. people thought or said about him. You can see this all yeah. through the Gospels. I mean, he literally, you know, they did kill him.
0: Yeah, they, <laughs> he did get crucified.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, so the issue I'm taking with Jordan Peterson is yeah. absolutely not. Do not become a monster. Mm-hmm. Becoming a monster is the way of the world. So it's a way that you don't believe any that you have to take on everything and defeat the world mm-hmm. to live well in it. And I think back to the verse where it says, um, you know, I have overcome the world. Fear not because I have sure. overcome the world. And Jesus did it in an entirely antithetical way to so many of the ways we think about needing to overcome the world. And so I'm not going to get too much of a tangent here, but I, I will say, no, don't become a monster. Mm-hmm. I understand where that psychological understanding comes from. Even the desire that we have to be attracted to monsters and to mm-hmm. want to be monsters. But I think that Jesus says, no, there's a way to be strong. There's a way to have hope. There's a way to move in the world with confidence, with not worrying about, you know, the, the whims of a chaotic world. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is gentle and good and strong and uh, more whole and more healthy, and more beautiful than so many of the figures that are given to us in media today. And I think if we had more of an idea and an understanding of creating our heroes around the character of Christ. And this goes back to, you know, um, Joseph Campbell's Here's a Thousand Faces. Yeah. The best heroes are kind of modeled on Christ. Um, I think we would have... Um, I, I, we would see better people because we're imaging ourselves after sure. better things. The problem is, again, like I said earlier, people have lost hope in heroes. yeah, And so, uh, and I think that's really affecting us. And I don't know how to fix that. Um, but, I, I, but that's the issue
0: I take is, no, so, don't become a monster. Become... I, I, jesus <laughs> i mean what's well, now we just stepped into mormonism yeah. <laughs> <laughs> become like, like jesus. jesus there we go there we go. dodged <laughs> uh, dodge a heresy, heresy bullet yeah. let <laughs> put that on a t-shirt Dodge yes, heresy a heresy bullet, bullet. Oh, man, um, there's a few i haven't dodged, so i'm gonna though. i'm gonna i'm gonna defend jordan pearson here slightly i think that uh, i know yes um but um i think when jordan pearson says you know become a monster who is has his monsterness under control. I think he it means it's become capable of being dangerous if called upon. So Jesus says, "You know, I could call down a, a thousand angels to protect me. I'm not going to." Mm, okay. You know, so it's like it's be capable. It's a C.S. Lewis, maybe a better right. way. To yes, see. yes. Be capable of doing harm, but don't.
1: Well, Aslan's a great picture.
0: Exactly. He's a lion. Right. He tears things to
1: shreds. Right.
0: Oh, what is the quote? Um, oh, I said he is. He's not safe, but he's good. Yes. Yes. And so he's that's what not he should. A tame lion. He's yeah. not a tame Oh yes, he's not a tame lion. Don't be safe, but be good. So be capable, have claws, but choose to only use them against evil. Um, but as I say I think Jesus is a great example of this because he really didn't care what people thought of him. Nobody controlled him. Yeah. Nobody controlled the the uh, religious authorities, the secular authorities, the government authorities, you know, his own family, you know, said, "Hey, J- Jesus, you know, pipe down a little bit." And he said, no, (laughs) you know, everybody told him uh, what he should say and what he should think. The picture of strength. And he never did. He never changed from what he actually believed was right um, because he didn't care. And because of that, he actually changed what the whole world thought was right. Mm. You know, one of the things there's a quote from um, I'm going to jump around a little bit here. Forgive me. There's a quote from Man for All Seasons where. Um, somebody says to somebody else, you know, who's about to be executed. Speaking you know, of heresy. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that if you, this is in a just world, they would consider you uh, a hero. And he said that in a just, in a in a world like that, people would be heroic um, for selfish reasons. Uh. And he says, you know, it's, it's only in a world that's unjust that being a hero, you're being a hero because it's only because it's the right thing to do. And that's the thing is that. Nietzsche talked about the thing is because Jesus changed the world to make the values, the right ones. um, Many people do do the right thing in order to gain people's pleasure and not because it's actually the right thing. And Mm -hmm. that's why Nietzsche talked about the most of the time, most people do good, not because it's good, but because they're cowards. And so that gives us, makes us look at everybody doing the right thing and saying, maybe most of those people are only doing it because For social conformity.
1: And then they fantasize about serial killers.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But what we need to cultivate is being the kind of people who do the right thing no matter what people say and do, Um, even no matter what people think of us. And really don't be controlled by people. Do it because it's actually the right thing. And if you look at Jesus, that's what he did all of the time. And so looking at Jesus as the model rather than Jeffrey Dahmer is actually a really good way to start getting out of, um, and and I'll say not just, I mean, because look at, read Jesus and just how he handled that, but then also find people that you know who, and I do this online, I look for the people like in politics, in culture who say what they believe. And even when they're put under social pressure, don't, immediately change their mind
1: and act according to their values exactly the problem here is the values yes both and i'm going to be walking some dangerous waters here both jesus and jeffrey dahmer or choose (laughs) your psychopath
0: we tread carefully (laughs) tread very carefully (laughs) um
1: they both had something in common which is they didn't care what society thought Mm -hmm. they both had strength over their worlds they both had their own composure they they acted in this this free way The difference is one did it for entirely selfish reasons and the other did – his whole message was give up your life so that you may find it. Yeah. Which And so that is the main difference is why you were acting. What your values are. We were made to want to be a kind of people who aren't affected by the external world, uh, by the craziness of life or the craziness of culture and society. But you have to – so do that. Be the kind of person who's not controlled by those kind of things, like the serial killers, but do it for the reasons that Jesus did, which is making a better, more beautiful uh world and, and lay your life down. So yeah, as, as,
0: you can, you can, That's I mean, that's I mean, I would say is that the oh, what you call it. You can, you can not care what other people think of you, and you can become a Jeffrey Dahmer, or you can become Jesus, where like Jesus, like Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is. Every single person who has had the choice, every single person who has looked at both of those kinds of people has said it would be much better to be somebody like Jesus. Yes. It's to leave a world. I mean, to be honest, who's left the better legacy? Yeah. like Jesus changed the world so that, you know, in, in, in fantastic, amazing, beautiful, and much more lasting ways. Yeah. And so that should be the goal that you're that you're going for, even though, you know, again, you did the father Jasani thing again, we found the good route of people admiring serial killers is that they don't want other people to control them and determine their values for them. Yeah, the thing is, you should choose better values.
1: So society, if we are looking at this and people obsessing with um, and over as serial killers and psychopaths and villains, the answer to that, the antidote, mm-hmm. if we're worried, and, and they will, by the way, if, if you obsess about these people and these kind of evil people, you will find more evil people mm-hmm. because they are copying and imaging mm-hmm. someone who act in a particular way. But the antidote to this worship isn't trying to pacify people, mm-hmm. isn't trying to take away their freedom, isn't trying mm-hmm. to make them less and more compliant and less um, uh, of an individual. It is saying no. Those are good things. You are made to desire to not care about what, what the world thinks, what other people thinks, to act on your um, your beliefs. Um, the antidote isn't to take those things away to lessen the person, but rather mm. say no. Those are good things. Now let's point them in the right direction.
0: Oh, and and those, I'll say is this on the other side because we talk about these sort of like the the you know the men who want to be like him and or and then we talk about women who want to be protected from them, or something. I want to say this that. Um, the other answer is, of course, not just you can be like Jesus, not Jesus, but like Jesus, <laughs> but that there is also a God who exists who has overcome the world. Yes. And so, you know, and, well, Paul is 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 in the book of Acts is constantly being, you know, um, people trying to kill him. And there's a Roman uh, soldier, a, a Romans old, older guard who says, you know, it's lucky I was here because mm. um, if it wasn't for me, you would have been dead. I, you know, and he's, and, um, I, you know, I have the power kind of here, and you're, it's a good thing I have the power here. And Paul says to him, "You have no power over me at all." <laughs>
1: <It's>, <laughs>
0: Thanks for, it's for saving you. Me. Yeah, and he says that you know it's God who gives the power, and so I know that not everybody who listens to us believes in God, and that's okay. But it might be worth considering living in a world, believing in a world where people like Jeffrey Dahmer aren't the people who have all the power in them.
1: Yeah, that you can be a part of a relationship and a, a yep. very an intimate, life changing relationship with someone who the world holds no power over. In fact, yes. holds the power of the world. Yeah. Amen. Um, is there anything else that we didn't? I covered? think we're good. How I think it's get... an
0: altar call right oh, there. Man. How do we
1: get the theology of the psychopath episode? <laughs>
0: because we're awesome. Are we crazy Jesus freaks? Uh, yes, a little bit. <laughs> a little, Sorry little bit. to our
1: atheist <laughs> listeners. We love you too.
0: but if you're still with us at this point you must you know be okay with it but
1: honestly you know you should f- even if you don't believe he's god you're wrong but he is <laughs> but you should investigate the person Jesus he really does demonstrate at all things at the thing very least about.
0: at the very least he's a great model
1: he's really compelling oh, yeah. even just on a literary yes, level he's so you really should,
0: interesting i i would definitely again and, and for any young men listening i would definitely think read Jesus and look at how do you how do you model yourself after this yeah um, okay, cool and young women you and young sexist. women sexist yes of course <laughs> obviously <laughs> um all right and that's uh on that note um blesses and curses are one of our favorite segments we only have two <laughs> um where we take I like our intro yeah I like, true I like I... when I announce things <laughs> it's true oh I thought you meant like my my, oh, my no, written no. intro yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your intention was to shoot an arrow through my heart,
1: bullseye.
0: <laughs> well, and uh, yes, where we take blessings and curses, where we take one of our, um, uh, take some a piece of art, literature, uh, resource, or um, or or something like that. Uh, media and we t- relate to our topic and we bless it or curse it so nathan what do you have for us on the topic of why we're obsessed with serial killers
1: well i thought of a curse during during <gasps> the discussion uh that i'm going to uh find a, a good one um but first i'm gonna start with my bless i've blessed this before but i really enjoy it uh and this it, the show is called Mindhunter. Mm. It's on Netflix. It's it's again not a show for kids. Not that you would have thought that if you <laughs> read the description for three seconds. But it's essentially the story of these two guys, I think back in the sixties.
0: Sixties
1: seventies. 60, yeah. 70s, yeah. There there's previously um to this to this story, this is a historical story-ish, you know, they they fictionalize it a Fictionalize, yeah. Um but previous to these two guys, most of the thoughts around serial killers. We're just, you're kind of born that way yeah, uh, and just is what it is, you know. And I guess we just got to find them and lock them up. And these two guys, a cop and a scientist, there could have been two cops and a scientist. I can't remember. But uh, they basically, a psychologist, they basically go and interview every single major serial killer at that time. Mm-hmm. All the names that you know, Charles Manson and Jeffrey Dahmer and who's the other guy? You Ted know. Bundy. Ted Bundy and the other, the uh, Moore.
0: Yeah, a <laughs> uh,
1: lot. The more. others, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other ones that we've all heard of before, and what they found is, uh, in a scientific way, they found that no, actually, we can prevent serial killers yep. from being made because of all these um, congruencies that all of their stories have.
0: Ah, uh, here's the path they went to get here. Well, maybe we can prevent those things from happening. When previously
1: we were just like, well, I guess we got to deal with serial killers just yeah. being around rather than how do we fix this? And, you know, and the fix is hard. It's, you know, having good families and, <laughs> and making sure kids don't get abused and, you know, things like oh, that. Oh, gosh, darn it. But it is, it now doesn't put it back, it puts the control back in our hands. No, yeah. we can actually affect the world in a way that we will have less people wanting to kill multiple people. Yeah. Um, and so there's really, it's it's artfully done. It's beautifully shot, incredibly well acted, and just endlessly interesting. It gets a little off the rails in season three, you know. I, <laughs> I they keep on going on the characters' like personal arcs. I'm like, yeah, next. I just want to see the next interview, and <laughs> move the
0: story. I don't care yeah. about your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Come on! But uh, no, it's very good. It's very. Oh, and also, I'll say the the focus is on the heroes. Yes, and two men
1: who are trying to make the world more whole, more beautiful. Yeah. And fighting evil, but in a really unique way. Yeah, through
0: psychology. Yes. <laughs> Which, wonder why we like the yeah, show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: They, they're crime fighters through counseling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was very good, though. Um, no, it, I
0: mean, it's, it's by David Fincher. And so if you, you've had, right. seen any of his work, it's it's beautifully atmospheric and very well done.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a piece of art, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's my bless. I'm trying to think of anything else I bless on that topic. But uh, that was very good um i'm going to curse um oh wait no i'm gonna bless something a game i think it blesses before i remember that i had another bless it's called heavy rain ah yes Um, heavy rain is again not for kids but you guys know that
0: but (laughs) you you clicked on the podcast about serial killers (laughs) (laughs) yeah like
1: i'm qualifying maybe this isn't for kids (laughs) um but it's a really amazing game It was kind of groundbreaking when it came out where it it where you it's not where you go around shooting people or whatever it's basically you play a movie
0: when mm, you are yeah, the, yeah.
1: You, you play every character and you make every choice and so whatever choices you make ultimately um affect the ending and the the story the 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 problem they're facing is a, a kid is kidnapped by a serial killer and you have until the end of the game to figure out who it is and that's through, you play all the different characters, a detective, a cop, uh, uh, the, the dad of the kid, and so um, the mom of the kid. And so it's it's really well done, beautifully done, incredible uh, just the mechanics and the storytelling are, and really ingenious, atmospheric, really, really great game. And it also isn't cliche. It really mm-hmm. gives an understanding, I'm not going to give you spoilers, but really kind of an understanding to why someone ends up the way they do um so it's, it's yeah really good god bless that um curse all right i've cursed this before so i have two i'm gonna quickly curse this one because i've done it before extremely evil and i sh- know uh, extremely wicked and shockingly evil mm. this was i think a netflix film about um <laughs> you can i always get their names and stuff one mm. of the classic serial killers and you know they, I they. think it was Ted Bundy. I think it was, yeah. And they and they talk about it. And when when Mark Mark in the movie, we really want to show the evil and just explore the history of it and all that. No, they didn't. They cast <laughs> zach Zac Efron, Efron covered in abs to be a handsome. Just the way they shoot him, they they really play up the romances and how what a charming guy he was. And I'm going. You're making a love letter to this guy isn't <laughs> you? The, the show. And so it really displayed exactly what we talked about earlier in the episode, which is a glorification yeah. of this kind of person. And so I, I really don't like that in pop culture, and I thought they did that uh, here. Also, I'm going to curse, oh boy, I'm gonna get some hate for this one. Oh, I love at, it. at least from the film, bros. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna curse American Psycho. I'm sorry. Thank you. This is a disgusting film. I watched it because everyone told me, oh, so good. Christian Bale's amazing. Of course, Christian Bale's amazing. Yeah, he's
0: he's great. He's always
1: amazing, but that doesn't make it a good movie or a positive movie. This is a glorification of evil, and you can see that. It came out in the 90s by the reaction to it. Mm. Um, The reaction to it is men have posters of Christian Bale, the guy who brutally murders people, Mm -hmm. many people, um on their wall I, this is a thing that they, they sell posters of this guy that and men try to behave like him and dress like him that's a dangerous and bad thing if yeah. you want to talk about toxic masculinity yeah. this is the embodiment of that and i'm sorry this is a kind of movie that again it glorifies and celebrates um evil and evil people and we, we talked about why this happens already yeah. um but i think it it does it too well i yeah. think and it did it in a way that a lot of um men who are searching for th- strength in the world yeah. really related to uh this character and didn't see the detrimental i mean they saw people getting killed Ugh. but the detrimental effects it has on the human person it didn't show the negative and the, the darkness and the disgustingness of taking lives and lust and and anger and and uh, treating life as if it's nothing. I, I really hate this movie. I usually curse things very tepidly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it
0: just wasn't for me. I hate this movie. Yeah, I. It the, it it has a catastrophic. It was a catastrophic failure in critiquing the thing yes. that it was trying to critique. It it, it, it ended up celebrating. It. it ended up celebrating it, and and it ended up celebrating it in a way that it just was so lack of self-awareness because you could tell they thought they were critiquing it. Um, but it, it really ended up celebrating it in a, in a really gross way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what notice I didn't say that about the dark Knight, even though a lot of people really yeah. worship the Joker, the movies intent was to have you see yeah. Batman as a hero. Right. And so it was the audience's fault for right. what they worshiped here. It is not on the audiences,
0: on the filmmakers. They, they, glorified and evil oh, person we should actually have a conversation at some point um you know a video at some point or ep- episode at some point about um uh how you can tell if the audience is doing it versus the uh versus the writers oh but, interesting yeah, the, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but I, I agree yeah um okay i will try to be quick um i'm going to bless um i've Jared blessed this before but since it's relevant to the our where we talk about this in the episodes um i'm going to bless the show breaking bad um, just because it is a good depiction of a serial killer, who um, you see why they Wait, do what they do. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> um, lots of them. There's a yeah, lot of it's them. true. They, you see why they do what they do, but you don't admire them for it? Uh, um, and uh, even though some people did, the show is not trying to tell exactly, you to the admire sh- this the person. show. And this was something I, I really loved because I remember watching House of Cards at the same time, and I said House of Cards. Is glorifying this person, yeah. But Breaking Bad is not. Breaking Bad is deconstructing it, and they're helping you sympathize so you understand why a person would. But the heroes are the people in response. Well, big part of the reason you actually know that this isn't because yes,
1: Walter is the main character, but Jesse is there. And yep. he, you watch a character you love reap the benefits of the evil that yeah. he carries out, and so that shows you evil is bad and affects good things.
0: Yes, exactly. It, it everything falls apart, and it, they put you through the pain of everything falling apart. Yes, uh, in a way that you stop getting pleasure out of what's going on. Yes, which is the which is one of the keys of it. Um, where do are, Where do you experience the catharsis? Where is the catharsis? Um, in any case, um. I'm also, I'm going to bless, I think probably my favorite, you know, movie about a real life serial killer that I've seen is the movie Monster. Um, it's about one yeah. of the um, uh, few movies about a female serial killer. It's actually directed by Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it is a it is a good movie that if you want to show an empathetic portrayal of serial killers, it's it's like without real, glorification, without glorification is, is one of the better ones I've seen. I typically, again, people either go one or the other. Um,
1: by the way, I'm going to add something real quick. Oh, please, because we we kind of criticize they keep on ha- you know casting these hunks in these yeah. roles and to you know and they play up how handsome they are. Charlize Theron, known as a movie star symbol of beauty, um, she did what it took. Yeah, as as if you want to be a part of this project, you have to show the quote ugliness. Yeah. of the character of this person of their life, yeah. and she did it. And as an actor. I respect that because yeah. she left everything that had got her her stardom behind her beauty or her, yep. her whatever it might be her fitness her, her image and said no I want to portray this
0: accurately for what it is evil and and um ugly. Yeah, no, no and and they, and they did that they did not you're right they could have easily glamorized her and they didn't yeah and so that was that was even with Charlize sh- Theron the you yeah, movie we start playing her right exactly so yeah so that's a great that's a great picture of, of what that looks like um for um, for curses i'm gonna curse the new uh dahmer monster the dahmer story yeah i I started it I will admit I started it and i couldn't finish it just because again it it almost felt like I was watching a porno like just like how sexy they're trying to make him and how oh, it just you know i couldn't i couldn't handle it i didn't get past the trailer <laughs> <laughs> um the i'll also'll also curse um American boogie woman uh, oh, which is know. also it is also a movie, I think, I think it's about the same serial killer that was in monster, but they made, again, made her young and sexy and made, you know, made it basically everything, not her fault and just made it very trashy, but also like glamorized. And so I was just like, it's, it, Netflix is doing this a lot. Like they're just casting the young, hot actors and it's not really their fault. It's society's fault. Um, Basically
1: justifying any kids watching, you know, if you want to go and do something terrible, it's not your fault.
0: Yeah. And so, if you want to be a
1: stronger person, act like this person. Exactly. So a strong
0: sexy person. Yeah, exactly. So um not not a good move. Uh, don't don't do that, Netflix. Um
1: Netflix seems to have <laughs> I have to be careful as an actor. Netflix, if you listen to this, I'm sorry. But it does seem to have in the past few years a a um, how do I say a pattern <laughs> of saying they're gonna do a movie about how evil something is hmm. that ends up glamorizing the thing they say they're showing
0: hmm. as evil
1: which is really interesting I yeah don't know. i don't have any conspiracies it's just interesting. I,
0: I, I will say let's say it's a bad move
1: yeah I, I and think instead bad for
0: society bad for society and instead you should uh hire um Nathan to make movies that'd be good and yeah, I, was gonna say, I guess we could you know
1: recommend Pure Flix but <laughs> <laughs> it
0: has its own problems. Yeah. But you will get to see some of uh Nathan's. Stuff I wonder if there's there.
1: gonna be a Pure Flix movie about psychopaths anytime soon.
0: yeah well give us a call. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, Pure Flix, we're open. We yeah. can do it. We yeah. will be the first faith based serial, serial killer, killer movie. <laughs> yeah. movie. Just watch us. Fail. Watch us fail. But well, yeah. we'll try.
0: Yeah. It'll be a spectacular <laughs> failure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, cool. Well, thank you everybody for uh, listening to this very uh fun episode on serial killers. Yeah. Um I don't know. Uh so um uh yeah, and if again, if you have any um objections or pushback or things that you thought were insightful or other insights that you have on it, feel free to uh, write us at uh, theoverthinkersjournal.com. Um, and also engage with us on our uh, Facebook group, uh, the private Facebook group, uh, the Overthinkers on Facebook, because that's a Facebook group is. Um, Nathan, if people want to get in touch with you, where can they go? They can
1: go to NathanClarkson.me or search my name on any of the socials, Nathan Clarkson. And now I'm rethinking everything I said because I just realized I did just portray a serial killer in a TV show. And I'm not <laughs> going to tell anyone what it was so no one can judge me on my own comments. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, the one
1: they, time I'm not going to advertise myself, whoa. promote myself.
0: See, you have integrity.
1: Self preservation, really.
0: Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> well, let's just go with self. It was integrity. Yeah, well, that's uh, true. Um, and uh, if you want to get in touch with me, of course, I'm on all the socials as well. And also, you can find me and my work at uh, josephholmstudios.com. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about.